Locked on Steelers Thursday here. We're going to talk more about Arthur Smith and why 12 personnel could be the key to the Steelers offense being a lot better. We'll do that. Take your calls and give our final grades on the cornerbacks from the season. I'm Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked on Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show in your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs is the place that you got to go to find qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Now, we want to get into a lot of things here. We're going to explore a lot of different things when it comes to Arthur Smith, and we're going to talk about the quarterback aspect of this soon. But I was doing some research, you know, I've just me when I when I get things, I start rattling numbers around, I start rattling film film around, and one thing that I noticed a lot of when I started studied Arthur Smith's offenses was the usage of 12 personnel and how important that was. Uh, and why I think that could really be a match for who the Steelers have on their roster right now. Of course, if you don't know, 12 personnel means one running back, two tight ends, which also implies two wide receivers. So when you say 12 personnel, that means you're coming out double tight end with a running back with two wide receivers. That was something this the Steelers, I think, should have used a lot more this year. We'll get into how much they used it. But if you're wondering if, if you're wondering what's the, what's the benefit here, the Steelers with that personnel package you're talking about uh, with the Steelers as they're constructed right now, they could add players and free agency in the draft. But that would mean Pat Fryermuth, Darnell Washington, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, or Jalen Warren in in the backfield. That package. I think has a ton of possibilities with the with the combination of running and throwing the ball to keep defenses on the guessing uh, of what the Steelers are going to do. And it's something that I think good teams do use when they have good tight ends. And I think the Steelers do have good tight ends. So how much did Arthur Smith use 12 personnel? Well, I did some number crunching, did some research on, on this. Uh, in his time with the Titans from 2019 to 2020, 2020, Arthur Smith loved 12 personnel. In 2019, they used it the fifth most of any team in the NFL. In 2020, they used it the second most only behind the Eagles. They had the most rushing yards in 20 in 2020 with it and the third most rushing yards in 2019. This is, again, rushing yards just with 12 personnel in the way that they, they use them. Also, with 12 personnel, they also had the fifth most passing yards in 2019 and the second most passing yards out of 12 personnel in 2020. It was a core part of their offense. It was how they kept teams saying, oh, man, we got to worry about Johnny Smith and another tight end and Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. That's where you try to get people in mismatches because you try to say, hey, can your can your linebackers run with our athletic tight ends and can your corner and can your defensive backs stick them or, or, or stick with them in the, in the run game? It's going to force personnel mismatches. And that's what the Steelers really need to get back to doing more on offense. 
Um, that really it also became a theme with the with the Falcons, where it didn't hit stick right away uh, in 2021 when they when Arthur Smith joined the Falcons. They were they had the 12th most uh, 12 personnel packages, uh, but in 2022 they were number five. In 20 and 2023 they were the number one 12 personnel team as far as usage. And I think that needs to be a feature of the Steelers. Now we did see the Steelers use three tight end sets a lot with Hayward, uh, Washington, and Fryermuth, and. That was not they, they used it the ninth most in the NFL, but they didn't use 12 personnel packages, in my opinion, nearly enough. They were 21st in, in 12 personnel usage in 2023. That and they were 21st in rushing yards out of 12 personnel and 24th in passing yards out of 12 personnel. That needs to improve with the players that they have on their roster. Again, Fryermuth, Washington, Hayward, these are guys who look solid. And Hayward, excuse me, Fryermuth looked like he improved as a blocker as the year went on. Darnell Washington came in as a good blocker and I think got better. So did Connor Hayward in the different ways that they use these guys. Arthur Smith, one of his biggest challenges for the Steelers, needs to not only be able to how to channel them into running plays, but also into more passing plays. In, in, with the Falcons in 2023, they had the most passing yards out of, out of 12 personnel last year and the third most rushing yards out of, out of 12 personnel. And again, this is just one part of the offense, but this can be a key feature of your offense that makes everything else that much easier. And maybe that could be an asset for the Steelers. We know Fryermuth has has, to, has been gotten better as a blocker, but he's definitely been underused as a receiving threat, just as Darnell Washington has. Uh, Smith is known for, you know, Arthur Smith is known and, you know, one of the reputations that he's bringing out of his time with Atlanta, not getting the ball to to the Falcons, big playmakers uh, like Drake, Drake London. Um, and, and a lot of people talked about how he's kind of wasted Kyle Pitts. But in the last three years combined, when you combine all the tight end stats, for, you know, for, for three years, Kyle Pitts has the seventh most receiving yards among NFL tight ends. Pat Frymuth during that time, 15th. And they came in the, in the NFL at the same time. The key for the Steelers to get better, get, get better uses there will also be having dominant offensive line play because the key there is also not only would you need uh, would you need your tight ends to play well, but you need your offensive line to bully people at the line of scrimmage, which the Steelers started to do in the second half in, in the second half of the season, uh, pretty cons- pretty consistently. From week nine on, the Steelers had the second best rushing offense in the NFL, only behind the the Ravens as far as total yardage. And then I even accounted for you know taking bye weeks into account because you know from week nine on, some people have their buys later than that. And when I totaled it, I think it was the Ravens and the Lions had the most rushing yards per game in their last 10 games. Uh, and then and then it was the Steelers, and right behind them was the 49ers and the Bills. So that's all pretty good company, Ravens, Lions, Niners, Bills, as far as rushing production. But again, that was when they found, when they, when they found the personnel package with Broderick Jones, they were starting to get that out there. I, you, you still, this still doesn't account for the struggles that they they went through with, you know, the, the, the fact that the offense wasn't humming under Matt Canada. And even in its early days without Matt, Matt Canada, well, also wasn't doing a, a whole lot. That's where the Steelers can, I think can take a real step forward. And if Arthur Smith can get them pointed in that direction to do a lot of the things they did with the Titans to do well, that can make the world a difference for both the run game and the passing game because the run game's clicking, play action's going to be there. P- Kenny Pickett had good play action numbers last year. Um, and if you look at that, I think that that can allow uh, for easier plays for him to kind of get settled, find his groove in the NFL. And then when he's in his, when he's at a more comfortable level, everything gets that much easier. That's what helped Ryan Tannehill turn, turn his career around. So um, I, I think the Steelers, they need to add more on the offensive line. They need a better center. They need another tackle to pair with Broderick Jones. That's better than Dan Moore. And, uh, 
you know, uh, one guy who continues to impress at the Senior Bowl turned heads for a second day in a row is Jackson Powers Johnson out of Oregon. We talked about him a little bit on yesterday's episode with Alan Saunders. Uh, you know, based off of the things that I had read going into uh, the, the Senior Bowl, Jackson Powers Johnson was like a mid-second round pick. The Steelers may need to like trade up to get him there if they really want him, but he would be a good option. Uh, but now it's looking like he might be a first round pick just because that's the way that that's how good he's been there. And people are really excited about the way he's controlling opponents um, in the middle of the line. Um, that could be huge. Now that, that, that shouldn't, you know, make you ignore guys like Zach Frazier who could be in there in the second round, but still those are good things to have on your side there. If you're, if you're trying to find a center and there's plenty of tackles, a deep tackle class that you could probably still find a guy in the second round that would really work for your work for yourself. So to fix their problems, I think the Steelers, could be if they if they, well, if they fix those problems if they add to, to the offensive line in the way I think they should the Steelers could be in the perfect situation for their personnel wise to lean on twelve personnel to open up the run and the pass keep defenses guessing and make things easier for Kenny Pickett to be a quarterback to be a game manager and put their playmakers in better situations to get easier yards instead of running into stacked boxes instead of running into linebackers that are only looking for the run keeping those guys on their keeping defenses on their heels is one of the main things that offensive coordinators have to do they didn't do that nearly enough i think consistently last year i think you saw in those last four games or so you saw defenses not be able to just uh, attack the line of scrimmage when the steelers run ran the ball and you know it, that that allowed the steelers to run better which a lot which helped the steelers throw better and then they started to find their balance in those last three games so they still need better quarterback play they still need kenny pickett or mason rudolph if he's resigned to to you know i think to, to raise the level of what's expected from the steelers at, qu- at quarterback uh but if you do all these things well around a quarterback they're they're more a lot more likely to play to play that much better um you know again again kenny pickett was trying to figure his way into the offense. He only got a game and a half after they they let go of Matt Canada to really show what he was improving on uh, after the, after they made that move. And that's where I think that things have to have to take a step forward. But hey, again, if you're wondering about Arthur Smith, look at what he did for Ryan Tannehill's career. When was a first round pick for the Dolphins, didn't work out for them. Came to the Titans, everyone thought that was a joke of a hire. All of a sudden, he's making Pro Bowl. He's being, you know, there were times he was talking about being an MVP conversation. I said that was crazy when they, when they, people were saying that, but still, he deserved to be to get the credit that he was that he was getting in those in those games for the way that he was playing. Maybe they can the Steelers can do the same thing for Kenny Pickett with more of the twelve personnel usage that opens up the run and the pass and maximizes the value the Steelers have created with their own draft picks at tight end and running back and wide receiver along with this with this with his improving offensive line there's a lot more ways to look at arthur smith and we'll look at quarterback stuff we'll look at more things as as we continue to study them as time moves on but this the 12 personnel package that could be a real big key for the steelers keep an eye on that as we as we continue through the offseason as far as what they try to add with uh, add to on their offense in moving forward but we got to take a break when we come back we're going to take your calls there have been a lot of you calling into the show we'll get into those calls and and talk about and, and talk about them i'm going to try at least take four on this show and that's still not even cutting down a third of how many of y'all have been calling in that I haven't been able to get on the show. We couldn't do any yesterday because of the Arthur Smith hire, but we will get to a bunch of them today and get to my final grades on the cornerbacks. All this here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter. Stick with us. We'll be right back. 
But first, I want to remind you, this show is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You need the right people on your team to help your small business fire in all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. Spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you could quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms, conditions, plot. We're also brought to you by DoorDash. When you're getting ready for the Super Bowl, you don't want to be ready on an empty stomach. You want to make sure that you have the goods right in front of you, and that's the best food that you can get delivered right to your door. The best way to do that is with DoorDash. You can order pizza, wings, pop, burgers, anything that you want ready for the big game can be delivered to you right now with DoorDash. If you're a Pittsburgher, sometimes you want a good permani sandwich with fries and a coleslaw. No, I don't do the coleslaw. The coleslaw is kind of nasty, so don't get the coleslaw because I'm just telling you. But but, but permani's itself, still pretty good. Me, sometimes I get some big shop. Bob's wings delivered right to my door. I get the Frank White sauce. It's going to be hitting. I, I might, in fact, do that for the Super Bowl. But the best place to do that is to get it delivered via DoorDash. Right now, you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED24 here. Uh, from 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 locked on subject to change terms and supply want even more value you can save all your money and all you can save all your gro- grocery and uh, and your restaurant favorites with a ten dollar delivery fee uh fee, fee on all eligible orders with a dash pa- pass member excuse me not a ten dollar a zero dollar delivery fee on all eligible orders with a dash pass membership get prepared on game day stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Uh, with, and then get ready to watch your watch the Super Bowl and enjoy a big game. Again, fifty percent off on your first order of DoorDash when you order up to a fifteen dollar value. Uh, make sure you use code Locked On NFL at checkout. Don't forget fifty dollar fifty percent off there. Uh, and again, code Locked On NFL at checkout. Subject to change, terms and conditions apply. Back here in the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, where you continue with the show here. And I said, we get to your calls here. As always, you can uh, you can call into the number at 412-223-6644 uh, for the call line to get your, your questions on the air. And we're going to start with a question here uh, from our good friend of ours, Andrew, who's called into the show multiple times before. And he has a question about the offensive line and with Darnell Washington. I figured that'd be a relevant place to segue from, uh, considering we were just talking about 12 personnel uses. Here's Andrew. Hello, Chris. This is Andrew from Plains, Pennsylvania. And I have an interesting thought. We need a couple offensive linemen, but there is one thing that has been crossing my mind as of late, and that is, do you think we may have already found our left and right tackle in this past draft? And what I mean by that is, obviously, Broderick Jones was supposed to be the left tackle, but he was moved to the right side. Do you think that Darnell Washington could be the the right tackle since he is a great blocker? We are a running team. He knows how to block for the run. He could just be taught the other stuff about pass protection. 
Let me know what you think. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Thank you for your question, Andrew. Always appreciate everyone to call in, especially Andrew. He calls in a lot. Um, we have a few, a few others that, are, that, that call in a lot as well. But I wanted to get to Andrew's point here. So I think that if the Steelers took the time, to, told Darnell Washington way ahead of time, like, hey, like right now, even like maybe even right now, like, hey, we would like to see you at offensive tackle. Washington would have to add weight. He'd have to get bigger. He'd have to get stronger. He'd have to change his play type because there's a lot of things he'd have to do. He has the right height. He has the right arm length to play offensive tackle. But they also just spent a year trying to get him to improve as, as a tight end. I doubt that they'd spend the next year trying to change him out of that. I think that the, I think that the best thing to do is make him the second tight end. Go get your uh, go get a big, mean, nasty, high graded offensive tackle in this year's draft class. And there's quite a few of them. They would. I know that you're what you're thinking is probably saying, "Hey, you know the Steelers have a lot of needs. What if they alleviate one of those needs by going and getting and, and making one of their players?" one of their needs right now but i feel like that would be an experiment that would be that would be wasted because here's the thing you don't know if darnell washington turns into a really good tackle and you know and 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 right now if you take him out of the lineup you need a second tight end or or you're promoting putting connor hayward at the second tight end position you need a third tight end but i think right now with what we just talked about with the 12 personnel usage You'd much prefer Darnell Washington to be your number two tight end option who continues to grow at that position and going and getting a pure offensive tackle that you got out of the draft who develops with your team, develops with Broderick Jones, and then become a dominant one-two punch. I like your thinking to be versatile, but I think that that's not the way to go for the Steelers offense. Just me, though. But let's talk about some of those. Andrew from North Carolina got a question on on, on the Steelers' plans at the draft. Hey, Chris Carlos, this is Andrew Bonasol from upstate New York. I just want to start off by saying I love your show. Keep doing it. And my question is, even though there's still free agency, um, who do you think we should go after with our first-round pick? Do you think a center? Do you think a cornerback? Anyways, hope you have a great day, man. Look forward to hearing you on the show. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Andrew. Appreciate the question. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, both Andrews. Jeez, I just realized that. Yeah, um, two Andrews to start the show. Uh, but – uh, uh, shout out, shout out to Andrew there. But I think you get you got some good questions now. The the thing about the Steelers targets, I think cl- clear needs that, that are identified right now, and he's right. Things could change with free agency. Centers right at the top of the list. Offensive tackles right at the top of the list. Cornerbacks right at the top of the list. I'd say linebacker is also something they should they should watch for. I'd also throw in defensive line, interior defensive line, because I think they need another dominant presence there long term, along with Keanu Benton. I would rank that behind the others because I think with Hayward and Ogan Joby and Benton, that's at least a solid group for now. And if you find a guy that just falls through the cracks and you're like, whoa, that's our guy. That's a different story. But right now, I think there's a, a big priority is being placed on the offensive line. And heck, you can kind of see it with who Mike Tomlin and the Steelers staff who are at the senior bowl are kind of prioritizing talking to the most because it's other offensive linemen. So looking looking through things here, um, you know, I, I think guys that could be there at, at 20, there's a few offensive linemen that are going to fly off the fly off the board. Joe Alt from Notre Dame, Oli, uh, Olu Fashanu uh, of Penn State. Those are two guys that are expected to be off kind of quickly. And then uh, Tully's Fuaga out of Oregon State. Those three guys should be gone by the time they that, that the picks hit 15. But then when the Steelers are getting, when you're getting close to 20, that's where it could get very interesting. You got guys, uh, guys out there, multiple players who I think that could that could be there, and guys who are working their way up. You know, as Alan Saunders said on the show yesterday, and I think he had another good day today. Tyler Guyton out of Oklahoma was kind of considered a second round pick. Now he's creeping into that first round territory that teams are going to be looking at him, including J.C. Latham and uh, out of out of Alabama and Jordan Morgan out of Arizona. But 
There was a specific question by another one of our listeners, David uh, from Pittsburgh, uh, who who wanted to ask about one offensive tackle, and that was Amarius Mims out of Georgia. Here's David's question. This is David Hopkins. See you. Hey, how you doing there, Chris? Man, I have a question for you, my man. Uh, with the, I've been checking out the the mock drafts for the Pittsburgh Steelers already, and they're already saying that they're uh, drafting an offensive tackle from um, Georgia. Well, my question to you, my CU brother, who do you think that the Steelers going to get? Um, their get for their number one draft pick, man. Who who you think they're going to pick um, in their, what, 20th? Uh, I believe they picked 20, 20th for the upcoming draft. So uh, get back to you, my man. I mean, well, get back to me. Uh, much love to you. See you. See you. Got a Chain University grad on the on the call. Thanks, David. I would appreciate my brother out there. Chain University, the first HBCU and my alma mater. Always proud to come from that place. Shout, shout out to the Chain University Wolves. Uh, and shout out to David there. But let's get to David's question. Amarius Mims. Now, upsides of Demarius Mims. Again, Georgia, you know, kind of very much like Broderick Jones. Not, I think, is a high grade. Broderick Jones, I think, has higher ceilings. But 6'7", 340. Highly athletic, pretty raw. You like those things, right? Like, like you're fine. Like, listen, like outside of the raw things, you want guys to be more, more grown, more, you know, more, you know, well-rounded in their experience. But a guy who can dominate, who can move across the line, who can get to the second level, who can use their long arms to keep you from getting into their frames and can dominate you with a line of scrimmage. Steelers want guys like that. So I, I like Mims. I some of you are gonna mock him to the to the Steelers. A lot of people are gonna mock a lot of different a lot of different players over the next three months. It's just gonna happen. We're not doing mock drafts Mondays until after the Super Bowl. So don't ask me about mock draft Mondays until after the Super Bowl. Then we'll start those. So I know there's a lot of people that love mock draft Mondays every year where we everyone sends me like a billion mock drafts. I pick one, I go through your I go through your picks and we talk about them. That's always a fun time, but we 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 get we take time until we get there because we're about to do them every day for the next like months. Anyways, um I, I like this tackle class. I, I think there's guys um, that, that are sneaking up there. There's Troy Fatano out of Washington. He's a little bit, you know, shorter on the six four range. Uh, Kieran, uh, I'm gonna mess this guy's name up. Kira, uh, Kieran, uh, I'm a Gaje. I just butchered that man's name. That they, he's another guy there. Uh, Sua Mataya from BYU. Patrick Paul from Houston. There's a lot of different candidates out there. And heck, Matt Pitt has a guy, Matt Gonsalves. He was hurt this past year, but I, I cover Matt Gonsalves, and he's a pretty solid player. If they could get him, maybe in like the third round or so. So. Um, I think that the Steelers, they, they need guys there. But I got to tell you, if uh, if 20 rolls around and we're t- and we're and we're looking at the, the tackles and it's not like, you know, if a, if a guy like Fuaga, you know, or one of those top tack- tackles hasn't fallen, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm running and grabbing me some Jackson Powers Johnson. Because center is such a big position that Steelers need, I think, to boost their roster right now that would solve so many problems. And Jackson Powers Johnson looks very much looks like that, that, that guy. I like the way he's playing. I like how physical he is, the way he uses his hands, the way he uses his feet. Um, he could play center and guard. 
So, like, say if you got another center at some point and you wanted to move him around, you could do that too. But I like him a lot. And that's not to say they should definitely just get Jackson Byron Johnson because I like Zach Frazier out of West Virginia too. But I like Jackson Powers Johnson a little bit more. And I think that he would be worth the uh, the, the, the first round stab at, at 20th overall, just based off of what I've seen so far. I've only stubbled, st- studied like one or two of his games. I'm going to study more. Uh, that's why you don't see me throw out these really early big boards. A lot of the guys who do that, they're draft experts who study this all year long. During the season, I am covering Steelers and pit football and pit basketball. So like, I don't got time to just do NFL draft research until the season's over and, and, and it gives me more time to review things. But uh, when we get when, when I do develop a big board, we talk about it here on the show. I break it down for you. I give you my rankings and everything. So we'll get there on, on those on those guys. But Amarius Mims, certainly one of the guys that the Steelers could be looking at in the first round. Uh, Jackson Powers Johnson certainly rising up the board. One last question here. This one comes from Mark Bennett on Mika Fitzpatrick. Yeah, hi, Chris. Uh, my name is Mark Bennett. And um, my question is regarding uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, after just watching the uh, the Kansas City game, uh, they were referring to Kyle Hamilton a lot. And uh, my question is uh, how uh, you probably saw it, that how Hamilton was, might resemble Fui Palomalu, uh the way he came in and, and stopped that tackle. I mean, stopped that run, that run the way Palomalu used to. My question is... Um, I personally don't see that uh, what makes Fitzpatrick so good. Um, I know that he's he's not the same type of uh, safety as Palomalo was, but maybe you can explain like what makes him so great. I mean, I assume that he's playing the same position as Reed played on Baltimore's defense, but Reed would intercept a heck of a lot more passes and disrupt games that way. And I'm not seeing the same thing like uh, what is uh, exactly is. Uh, his value, and that's why I was thinking, like, I might even be entertaining a trade for him. To, uh, but um, thank you very much for your time, uh, Chris. Bye-bye. Thank you, Mark, for your question. Uh, appreciate everyone who calls in. Again, 412-223-6644 to get your question on the show. Leave your name, where you're from, and keep your question under a minute, and we'll get you on the show. Um, Mark, I think you might have some recency bias there. I know Mickey Fitzpatrick didn't make any interceptions this year. But, man, he's been a bad man when he's been on the field for for the Steelers. Just last year, he led the NFL with six interceptions in uh, in two uh, in three of three of his what one. So he said he's been with the Steelers since 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. So we're looking at five seasons in three of those five seasons. He's had four or more interceptions in, in, in those. That's per, that's that's a pretty good rate. Um Ed Reed had plenty of plenty of seasons like that. He, I think he had like one, two, three, four, five, six. He had seven in his very long career. So I actually, I think Minka Fitzpatrick, and I said I've told this to Nick Farabaugh before uh, of SteelersNow.com. I think Minka Fitzpatrick, a very good comparison, is Ed Reed. Now, he I, I'm not sure if he's gonna finish out as a Hall of Famer like Ed Reed. I, I think he's been on the path. Uh, if he if he has another couple all pro years. He will be there, um, but this is a three-time first-team All-Pro safety. He gets, he flies all over the field. He communicates. He hits hard. He breaks up passes. He knows where to be at the right points of the game. Mika Fitzpatrick is a dog. You want him in your secondary. He is absolutely going to make plays. I think that there, if you're having some recency bias because he didn't have an interception this year, I understand. You know, you want to see results now, but man. 
I think Mika Fitzpatrick still got it. Just seeing the way that guy, that guy works, that guy practices at the end of every training camp practice, that guy, the Steelers would do all their things and they would do all their stuff. They'd sign, sign all the things. We'd have to wait like an hour for Mika Fitzpatrick because he would always be doing just drills on his own, certain things, just hand-eye coordination or footwork or looking at things or trying different, you know, you know, to trying to against to make sure to stack up certain personnel groupings and different things. Like they, he was just in an, he's an insane workhorse. He has a great work ethic and he's a leader that the Steelers need on, on their team. He, he He's also a guy who I think he loves football so much. He's probably going to be a coach when he hangs it up. And I think he's going to be a pretty good one because his attention to detail is insane. Don't be dismayed by Mika Fitzpatrick getting zero interceptions this past year. Look back and see how much he's done for the Steelers o- over time. Again, five interceptions in 2019. 19, four interceptions in 2020, six interceptions in 2022, only had two in 2021. Um, and you know, and that that was you know that that was lesser, but still was a huge part of the of that season. Also made 124 tackles that year. I think the big key for the Steelers get him back to playing true free safety, not strong safety. That's that, that he did a lot of extra strong safety stuff this year. They need to go get guys in the in the safety field like that. Maybe like a Tyler Newbin, a Cameron Kinchins, uh, you know, Javon Bullard, you know, guys like that. I think you get extra safeties on the field, you get you you help him out a lot. But we got to talk more. We got, we'll talk more about Minka Fitzpatrick as, as time rolls on. I want to get to my final grades at cornerback here for the Pittsburgh Steelers and on this season. We'll do that all that here on a minute here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Stick with us. We'll be right back. But first, I want to remind you this show is, is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Um, it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros, sharks, and, and, and a whole bunch of people in assembling lineups, all you're doing with Prize Picks is you're assembling a lineup of two to six players where you just look at their stat projections that Prize Picks give you, and you win by simply guessing right on saying more or less. It's that easy. No picking entire lineups. Just say more or less on, on two to six players, and you can watch your winnings roll in. And prize picks is the new fun daily fantasy game everyone has to try. You can even combine players from different leagues. Like if you think in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs are going to go off for a whole bunch of points, and you want to put it on Isaiah Pacheco, say that he's going to get uh, you know more than one and a half touchdowns in the game. Or if you think that, and you're going to combine that with, say, I don't know, Steph Curry's how many three-pointers he makes in the game. You can set lineups like that in their specials league on prize picks. There's so many ways to win. Also, prize picks also has a reboot policy where with all NFL games, if a player is lost in the first half to injury, that player is rebooted in the second half, keeping your lineup alive. Prize picks offers weekly promotions. They also offer injury insurance. That's the best daily fantasy sports platform out there. NFL, NBA, NHL, college sports, all the different ways to win. Download the prize picks app today or go to prizepicks.com to sign up. When you get there, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Again, code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Back here in the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue our show here. We get to our final grades on the cornerbacks on the season. We got to make this a little bit short because I'm running short on time. Went over on some things. Apologize for that. But hey, we wanted to get all your calls in because we're getting a lot of calls. But let's get to the cornerback grades. Uh, just a quick disclaimer. I didn't have any stars or skulls for James Pierre, so he's a straight neutral C. Also not sure if he's going to be with the team next year. We'll see what happens w- with that. So we start with some of the other, some of the guys that came onto the team to help and did get some stars and skulls grades. We start with Darius Rush, who came onto the field. I gave him a C grade because all season long, he really he didn't have any games where he had stars, so he had zero stars. Did have two skulls. I think it was just 
two different one skull performances, but ultimately didn't crush this, the Steelers at any point in time. I thought he gave some some relief at times, thought he miscommunicated at others. Um, he's a guy with long length uh, who could be in the interest an interesting part of the rotation next year if he takes a year to train. Uh, and Corey Trice, you could have two three guys in Joey Porter Jr., Corey Trice, and Darius Rush, who I think are in like the 6'3", and as far as height range, you could have you know long, tall, athletic corners in your secondary being a big part of things. He's a developmental guy for sure. No guaranteed thing that he'll work out, but at least someone to have good coming back to training camp next year. We move along the line to, our, to the Steelers' slot cornerback, and that was Shandon Sullivan. On the year, another C, four stars, six skulls. But I will say this, he flip-turned his entire season midway through the year because early on he was racking up skulls in the early parts of the weeks in the last he got those four stars pretty much all in the last like month and a half or so when he started he started I think I think he grew into understanding where he needed to be and when he needed to be there that was a good sign maybe bring him maybe keep him around see if he could continue developing he could at least be an answer there unless you find someone else that you think is a better fit at slot cornerback but Shannon Sullivan uh, again a C grade on the season now he start to face some of the other to the so the, so the Steelers out starting outside cornerbacks. Levi Wallace started the year as a starter and lost his spot eventually to Joey Porter Jr. Um, I gave him a D minus on the year. He never was bad enough to get a bus ticket, but only four stars in the year and 13 skulls. There were just so many times that Levi was beat throughout the year um, and, and not for not trying. I think he, he was a guy that was always giving a high level effort, but he has a clear lack of speed, and that's a problem when you're the outside cornerback. And it's fine, I think, when you have everything else going well around you. Uh, I think he made up for that in 2022 by making, I think he had, what, four interceptions or so that year. He made some big plays. He didn't make as many of those big plays this year, and he got beat on enough big plays that it hurt the Steelers. So D- minus on the year. I do doubt that Levi Wallace returns next year, though he did give the Steelers some important snaps in relief moments. The Steelers need to invest at cornerback, uh, I think, to add more talent to, to this to this room uh, to make it more makes it more so complete and part of that will be an interesting question do they keep Patrick Peterson because he had a good year in my opinion uh, Patrick Peterson my final grade for him was a B minus because he had 15 stars as 10 skulls yes there were plenty of times that he got beat in games but he became an asset to the Steelers in certain points. There were times where he was just in the right place at the right time, created right turnovers. You think back to the Bengals game with his interception, yes, interception against the Raiders. Um, those th- those moments I thought were important for the Steelers and in, in, in some of the wins that they needed to get where they got this season. Um, and he also provided sound play. And then when you moved into safety, he was solid there too. Now, I'm not sure if you'd want him at safety full time. Uh, it's still something I think that the Steelers need to answer for themselves. Uh, but and also his cap hit is going to be about like around $10 million this, this upcoming season. I'm not sure if he's worth all of that at this age as he's going to be even older, but I think he had a B minus grade on the season, which is a solid day for a starting cornerback. If you have B, uh, you know, in B level play uh, in guys that helps, but granted, I think that also you want to have more than B, B minus level play from guys that make this kind of money. That being said, the top cornerback for the team was obviously the rookie and the, and, the, and a fan favorite and a guy who I gave, really good marks for on the season that was joey porter jr 18 stars only three skulls in the season that's good enough for a a minus grade according to our uh our, our grading scale here also no bus tickets among the among the steelers cornerbacks that's a really good sign but joey porter jr this guy you know came in he, did, he only got one interception but he showed people that hey there was a reason why he felt like he was a first round pick and maybe he would have been if the, if the dolphins didn't have to forfeit their pick because they got break, caught breaking the rules but uh the Steelers made him the 32nd overall pick. 
And man, did the Steelers get a steal with that, at least in his rookie season. I think Joey Porter Jr. is well on his way to having a great career. He knows how to lock down guys. He can play man very well. Looks like he, I think the biggest thing that he needs to work on is understanding how to and when to be physical. There were times that he drew penalties from doing that. But sometimes you, you're like, hey, you know what? Let the young guy work. Let him learn how to be physical at the right times. That's where that's where he has to uh, get better at. I think that he will get better at that. The guy seemed like a very studious type of player. Um, you know, with the way that he studied opponents, he played. He faced big name wide receivers like DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Amari Cooper. Uh, just all all the way down the line. He Odell Beckham Jr. He faced he faced a lot of these guys, and I think that he stood up well against them. Heck, I, I thought he didn't do a bad shot job even in the playoff game. So um, that being said, uh, I think Joey Porter Jr. A minus of a season. That's as good as you could ask from a rookie. Heck of a year for him. And he's going to be leading that cornerback room moving forward. And the Steelers, I think, need to add to that cornerback room. They need to add some more youth there. Maybe Corey Trice is part of the answer. But I wouldn't be shocked if they go at some of the cornerbacks in this draft class or if they even make another splash ad in free agency. We'll see what they do as time moves on. I'm Chris Carter of the Lockdown Steelers Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in here to the Lockdown Steelers Podcast. You can find me on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube's rated star five stars on Apple Podcasts with a positive comment. You do both at the same time. We get you a shout out on the show thanks again to everyone who called in to 412-223-6644 to get your question on the show and thanks again to all those who enjoy the joys on youtube like this video if you enjoyed subscribe to this channel to get on all of our monday through friday episodes daily episodes throughout the week including our bonus episodes like our reaction episode to the arthur smith hire back to back friday with more on your pittsburgh steelers right here on the locked on steelers podcast <laughs>